0: This is Red Flags and Red Cards, a podcast about racing, soccer, and everything in between. What's up? Hello, everyone, on this fine evening, or whenever you're listening... And wherever you're listening to, welcome to Red Flags and Red Cards. I am Nick. Alongside me, 400 miles away is Josh. Josh, how's it going? I'm sorry to keep you up so late.
1: <laughs> I uh, it's it's going tiredly. Um, <laughs> it's been a very full last few days. We had a, a now weekend with our our students. Uh, so there was we were busy all friday night and saturday night and then i've or all day saturday and then church and i had a have a friend from pennsylvania in town that i haven't seen in the last in over five years so we've been hanging out a good bit the last few days but it's uh so it's been a lot of late nights um not sleeping too much well you know doing work stuff all around all that too party so, yeah <laughs> very very tired but uh very happy to be here how about you how's it going there
0: it's good. We um, we had our our snowboarding trip last week, which is why we did not have an episode last week. And it was everything and more. If um, you guys are ever wanting to go to a mountain town, go to Park City, Utah. It is such a cool town. Super cute downtown. Um, amazing uh, mountain to snowboard ski on. It's like over. So what it is, it's two resorts into one and they're all owned by the same, uh, Vail Resorts owns it all. So, and Vail Resorts owns like a plethora of resorts, but they bought Park City and Canyons is what it's called. And they made it into one park consisting of 340 some uh, trails. Hmm. So it's huge and peaceful and wonderful. And yeah, Utah mountains, the Rockies up in Utah, they're, amazing so if you ever just want to get away do it i want to go there in the summer i think it would be pretty cool in the summer
1: yeah i've heard like growing up it was all about the rockies in colorado um but i've heard that even like utah they're even bigger yeah they're like
0: they're like grander because Mm. like like colorado and denver um they kind of sit off the mountains sit off the the city a little bit but um the mountains are like they surround salt lake Mm. and like in 10 minutes you're going through the mountains up to park city or wherever from salt lake. So, mm-hmm. um, they're very, very accessible.
1: Yeah. And it, it was really cool to see just a few of the, the videos or pictures you posted. Cause it's like, it's like wide open. There's so many options for what you could do and uh-huh. where I'm, I'm used to whenever I go skiing, there's 400 people on this tiny run. <laughs> <like>, oh. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's pretty incredible. There's a few times there where we, um, uh, it was just us. We uh we went way went really high and um had to walk um about 300 yards or so to a certain spot to kind of drop into the mountain and no one else was around. It was hmm. like are we even supposed to be up here? <laughs> and and you are. It's all within the park. It's just really by itself and a little terrifying. I will admit like going dropping into that really steep part was like, oh well. Just go slow and you'll make it out alive. And it took about ten minutes to get out of there, but which is a long time going down a mountain fast. Mm-hmm. Um, right? <laughs> yeah, but it was it was awesome. Like we averaged like twenty miles a day or something like that. Wow! Snowboarding, uh, it's it's just incredible. We we looked at real estate. when We were up there. We're like <laughs> we're like, oh, we could get a condo for like 180, 190. that's, that's not the worst thing in the world. That's cheaper than our house in Nashville. Yeah but um but anyway um so that's how i'm doing that was great and so now we're just right back into to the busy life of mm-hmm. of nick and lou and going on tour this weekend we got three shows lined up so I'm very excited for that hey the Preds just scored against dallas three to Woo-hoo. two um and I got three shows two in alabama one in florida we're opening up for scotty mccreary in florida nice <laughs> i was like oh random so that'd be fun, and it's Easter weekend, so it, it's a, a weekend off of all motorsports mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything else. Speaking of motorsports, let's jump in to the world of NASCAR and the Dirt Fest.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs>
0: that ensued. I was—I'm so bummed. I would did not catch one lap of the truck race. Yeah, same. Yeah, so I, all I know is Truex won.
1: Yeah, and he like dominated, from what I understand. Um, in both races, Larson got into trouble, so <laughs> the races went different ways than I think they could have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both races could have been dominated by Larson, uh, but they weren't. <laughs> so that's no. kind of a blessing in disguise. We'll get to that in a little bit, but yeah, first, first time racing on dirt in 50 years since they, the last race was won by Richard Petty at the Raleigh fairgrounds. Um, <laughs> it's like
0: 50 years ago or something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was in 71 was the last one. So. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, how much of the did you get to watch most of the the cup race or I caught I know it, was, it was postponed to Monday, so it messes up a lot of people.
0: Right. Games. I think I actually would have been able to watch more of it had it happened on Sunday when I thought it being postponed to Monday was going to be better. But I'll have to say um, I was able to catch like, the final few laps of the second stage, and then I was able to watch more or less all of the last stage mm-hmm. from my phone. <laughs> right. Um, just kind of looking down on it while I was working. Fortunately, I was not able to watch it in, like, in fine detail, which is really sad because we have a podcast about racing, and I feel like <laughs> the last three races, I'm like, yeah, I've caught, like, five laps of it.
1: Yeah, especially, like, this was the the most one of the most anticipated races of the year. Like, I mean, I think we were all kind of going into it with a, this could be really bad attitude, but there's still an intrigue, you know? Oh, for sure. Um, and it's, it's always, it always seems to be where the, the weekends where there's something of a higher intrigue that just something comes up. Um, and as much as I love racing, uh, sometimes, you know, there's just things that are more important. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's just some weekends. So I, I was slightly disappointed not to get to enjoy, Um, all of this, but, um, you know, it was, I got to watch practice on Friday. Oh man. um, I feel like you got, you
0: sent me so many details of that.
1: Yeah. It was, uh, that which in and of itself was kind of, I forgot how much I missed practice.
0: Yeah. Like it needs to come back. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous at this point.
1: Yeah. And so (laughs) like, like they were, there's the trucks and cars. It was just wildly entertaining. I was Mm -hmm. like, this race, this race could be really exciting and it was one of those things where um you could you could tell on saturday or on friday at the practice that it's the first it'll it has like a sweet spot like Mm -hmm. early on where there's multiple lanes and stuff and and as the rubber would get laid down you could kind of tell that it would get a bit more strung out um but the amount of changes the track would go through and the tire wear would make for some really interesting racing and i think that's what we saw i ended up um, getting to turn it on at the, this, the, the halfway, the pit stop break with a hundred laps to go and caught a bit of what was the worst part of the race because <laughs> it was like the sun was setting. And so it was in the eyes, like, so it was hitting that dust in another level.
0: Yeah. And like
1: once you got to like fifth place on back, they couldn't, you couldn't see,
0: No. So did you you see the helicopter shot of the dust coming out of the track that Ryan McGee posted? Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh my word. What even? Absolutely insane. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so what's it even like on track? I can't imagine.
1: Well, it was, it was interesting because at one point, you know, Kyle Busch said, I can't even see the car in front of me. Um, and a lot of times, you know, sometimes Kyle Busch, when he complains can be slightly (laughs) exaggerational. Um, is that a word exactly? I don't, I was
0: going to say I'm not sure but we have a dictionary. It's on Amazon of uh yeah. the made-up words we have.
1: Right. <laughs> um, it, he can be very hyperbolic, I guess would be a better way of putting it and that I know that's a real word. That is definitely um, a real word, yeah. <laughs> but it was I went back and watched and it's it's interesting cuz you had that restart and once you got past the third row I literally couldn't see the cars on the camera from that overhead shot because there was so much dust kicked up. And so usually it's easier to see on camera. So if we couldn't see it on camera, I have no doubt they couldn't see the car in front of them, um, which led to, like, a 12-car accident. And then it was followed up with, like, an 8-car accident or something like that. Like, cars getting just carnage all over the place. And that's what I saw, and I was like, oh, boy. So this isn't super entertaining. Um, But then I... I was at the church watching it on my computer. And I was like, I just want to be at home on the couch. So I got right. home for the for the last stage, and I thought the last stage was really well done. Um, I think actually, once once NASCAR switched to the single file restarts with eighty four to go, uh, it actually. Oh, was that a was that a
0: last was that a last minute thing like a last yeah. okay?
1: Yeah, that was something they kind of had in their back pocket, but they didn't want to use. But I think just with having cars in multiple lanes on those restarts, especially with the sun setting, Mm -hmm. it really did just become impossible to see for the cars. And um, you just don't want it's it's really dangerous to be blindly driving around the track, which is why the wrecks were so big. Partly you can't stop on dirt as easily and partly because, you know, they weren't getting off the throttle very soon because they couldn't see. And I don't know how well the spotters could see it's. So
0: we'll find out on Door Bumper Clear tomorrow. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) But on the whole, like, so I I then went back and watched the uh, extended highlights. NBC has a 30 minute highlight uh, YouTube video. Oh, perfect. Yes. And it was it it definitely captured it much better. And from what I could tell, it was basically 200 laps were really good. And there's 50 laps that weren't. And they were the fifty laps I started watching.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think two hundred and fifty laps was too long?
1: Uh yes. Okay. What I think they should have done, and you know, obviously it all it all comes back to T V windows. You know, the whole right. reason they're doing it at Bristol was because um, you know, it was just fit in with what Fox wanted what right. NASCAR wanted. Um and so to do it really well what i think they should have done is had heat races matter yep and like had you know the four you do the four heat races and you'd knock it down to like 30 cars or something like that and then you have two more heat races that you get like your final 20 and then you have the main um and it could be too like if i were them in the future i'd want to do something where you have like The features and all that stuff, the heats, I mean, not the feature, the heats are all run from, like, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. And then you run, like, a 75 or 100-lap main event at, uh, like, 7.30 p.m. Yeah.
0: yeah, I agree. um,
1: So that's how I would probably do it. But I get that, you know, they're trying to fit things within a TV window and they're trying to fit in, you know, stage points and and all this different stuff. But even still, I think – Having those the taking the 10 minute break, the start of that final stage, that 50 lap stage, was phenomenal. You yeah. know, Hamlin whipping it around on the outside, him and Liana were side by side for how many laps? Right. Yeah. You know, a
0: good amount, yeah.
1: Yeah. It was extremely entertaining. Um, and from what everybody can say or has said, it's and this is this is we say this all the time, everywhere. Being there in person. Every people were raving about it, like, oh yeah, they came on before the start of that final stage and said, "We're doing this again next year on the dirt, and like they said, the crowd went absolutely nuts because they loved it, right, you know mm-hmm. um so and it's also one of those things where it deserves to be given a shot with a hundred thousand people there,
0: oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, and I so, think they they NASCAR learned a lot from from the race and there's a lot of ridicule about you know no windshields and you know the or the fact that they shouldn't have had windshields and and just you know you name it some whatever a a naysayer would say said it and it was one of those things where it's like they could only do so much to prep for this race because they really didn't know what to expect i mean honest honestly um and it you just took us a good learning curve and was like, okay, well, we know what we can do better. And if they do it better, I mean, I'm sure they will, then it's going to mm-hmm. be an amazing product for 100,000 people. And then they'll keep it, keep doing it. Does it still bum me out that they took one of the quote Bristol races away? Yeah, but this is just a really, I mean, the thought, how would I say this? 26 degree banking for a dirt race is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just hate that it's at Bristol, because just Bristol's just such a fun track all by itself. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's so many logistics when you really dive deep of like, okay, well, if we don't use Bristol, we have to use an actual dirt track, and then we got to take a date away from someone else when they didn't have to do that with Bristol.
1: And with Bristol, you get, like, you could have next year when they do it, you could have 150,000 people there. Where the next largest thing you're getting, like even if you put up temporary stands and stuff like that, you're still talking about most of these dirt tracks getting maybe fifty, sixty thousand people. Yeah, i to say
0: you're being generous with like fifty,
1: yeah, right, yeah. It's more close, probably closer to that thirty to forty thousand people range. And so there's there's so many aspects of it that it just it does make sense for them to do it at Bristol. And I th- I thought on the whole the product was pretty good. Yeah, um, from what I saw, and, it looked fun. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I think that there's there's steps that could be done. And there's a few decisions that, like you said, NASCAR was kind of getting some questionable thoughts about the fact that they added in that pit stop after 50 laps. Initially, it was going to be 100 stages pit stop, 100 stage lap or 100 lap pit stop, not 100 stages. That'd be I, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the tire wear was really heavy. And so you didn't want you didn't want the story to be, well, they went on racing dirt and they weren't allowed to change tires and, until the stage breaks. And so there's like 20 lap flat tires. And there's all these cautions because the guys have right. flat tires. That would have been the storyline. And because of that switch, you know, the storyline was the racing. I mean, there's still a few flat tires, but none of those flat tires, at least that I saw were wear related. Like Bubba had a flat tire, but he had contact with Stenhouse mm. just before. <laughs> um, I think true X, true tire issue on that green, white checker was wear related, I think. Yeah. Um, unless there's something I missed that there could have been contact, but I think, I think it was wear related um, his crew chief tweeted out a photo of just this tiny oh, slit hole. Yeah. Or hole in slit, it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, that's the difference between, you know, a top three finish and really, we probably would have been a second place finish because of how bad, Hamlin missed the corner oh my
0: gosh <laughs> well,
1: well it wasn't he missed the corner and he just he took, did, he took the death.
0: yeah and you know it's easy for us to obviously ridicule him for for taking that line because had it worked it would have been amazing but mm-hmm. Lugano just got such a good start and and Joey was able to kind of hang with him but I'm uh, uh, sorry Danny was able yeah. to hang with with Joey but for t- a second there like they both got a good launch but as soon as they hit that corner Joey was like bye
1: yeah yeah, and I I don't so I don't know. I think cuz Denny made the comment that he thought they might have put some water or some run it during the caution. He's like they did it on cautions before, so I don't know why they did that. I think he might have been confusing stage breaks with, oh, with yeah. cautions or maybe they did and I just didn't didn't see it or know it. But um the uh you know, he he early on he was able to throw it in there and make it stick. And if it would have st- stuck in there you know, he could have been side by side or gotten a run on De- Joey to the inside. Um, but, yeah, he it just there just wasn't any grip up there anymore. And now um, so between that and Truex going, getting the flat tire um, school for Ricky Stenhouse just screwed on by and another another few laps. I mean, Stenhouse, I think, had the fastest car at the end of the race. He was worked his way from like 12th to fourth to or eighth to fourth on that last run. Prior to the caution so mm-hmm. it was a uh, yeah but that was the i think the big so here's a my theory is that what the best thing that might have happened to this race is for christopher bell and kyle larson to wreck each other yeah, well, not wreck each other for because larson started at the back of the field and was like flying through it you know he mm-hmm. was 50 laps he was into the top eight and and even in practice on friday like he had them he had the field covered like 20 lap averages he was like a 10th and a half faster than the second fastest car gosh Um, (laughs) so there's a part of me that thinks you know had had that not happened had bell not gotten loose we could have had larson leading the last you know 190 laps of that race and everyone being like well and that was kind of boring.
0: <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah, it's probably a, a benefit for everyone that he didn't end so well.
1: Right. And so I hope next year when they do it like it'd be cool to have that the Larson and Bell battle. Like that's what we want.
0: So too. you want you want a chili bowl with stock cars.
1: Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I cuz I think it would just be it would it would open people's eyes to a what kind of talent they have. Um, But also just how cool dirt could be like this year. You could kind of get by from the like uniqueness of it. It was kind of like the Roval Mm
0: -hmm. the first
1: year. The race at the Roval wasn't good. It was Larson dominated for a while. And then Kieslowski got the lead and Larson was all over him. Um, And then Truex, you know, worked his way up there and was the best car. And then they got fortunate where um, Johnson overcooked the corner and took out X Blaney
0: won. <laughs>
1: Blaney won, yeah. But had you, like... The reason that Weekend was fairly successful was the novelty of it. right? And I think you could get by on the novelty of it this time. Um, but next year, I think it would be really cool to follow it with that, the, you know, the epic, the best dirt racers battling each other with Larson and Bell and Stenhouse and um, uh, Chase Briscoe. Like, to have those four up there at the front would also be kind of neat. So that's kind of my Way forward-looking for twelve months from now. Yeah, I'd like
0: to see. I sure would like to go. Work pending. Um, Yes, (laughs) that's gonna be a hot ticket. Probably one of the hotter the hotter tickets for the for the circuit. Uh, But I am glad we did not see. I think a lot of people feared this. We did not see a a repeat, if you will, of the two thousand eight Indie Brickyard four hundred, where there's a caution, a intentional caution every ten laps because the tires kept blowing how do i remember mm-hmm. so well i was there <laughs> it was terrible it was the worst racing experience ever <laughs> and that's when like we just couldn't stand jimmy johnson and he still i think he ended up winning that race
1: mm-hmm. i was just yeah. like for real <laughs> yeah that was the race i think he didn't he hold off uh mark martin sounds about Is that right the one
0: maybe let me look or, I, find no,
1: I don't remember that might now that was a different year i think actually uh, that was a few years later when Mark was in the f- in the five, um, and Mark dominated the race, but he picked the wrong lane on a restart, and Jimmy got ahead of him, and Mark couldn't get past back past him because you can't pass at the
0: right. Carl Edwards came in second.
1: <laughs> okay, then yeah, that was a different year.
0: And Denny Hamlin, um, D- Elliot Sadler, Jeff Gordon, Jamie McMurray, Casey Kane, Greg Biffle, Jeff Burton, AJ Allmendinger, Mark Martin. <laughs> wow, look at these names: Patrick Carpenter. Carpentier, wow! I haven't said that name in forever. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> 2008 Allstate 400 at the Brickyard. I still have that flag. Nice. Um. So yeah, Joey ultimately won the race due to Which, just a sad restart from Denny. What are you well,
1: <laughs> I, it, yeah, I mean Denny restarted really. well. Sorry, he not that right restart. Thumper. Just that corner yeah, entry. Just that poor decision. Um. But like. It's it's surprising and it's like I'm sh- it's like talking about surprising victories. Obviously, Joey Logano winning isn't a surprise. No, but Joey Logano winning this race like
0: no one this saw his
1: fourth race ever on dirt. Yeah. In his life.
0: <laughs> no one saw a kid from Connecticut. Nope, no one ever yeah. saw it.
1: I mean, the dom- one of the be- two best cars in the second stage was Daniel Suarez. He dominated the second stage or the last part of that. And uh like never raced on dirt before. Yeah. What the, when I turned it on, he
0: wasn't, he was in the lead, I
1: think. Yeah.
0: I was like, he, surely there's like, I knew it wasn't this, but it was like, this seems like a pit cycle thing.
1: Right. But it wasn't. Right. It was no pit cycle. Exactly. Exactly. So was, he just had a really good car, a really fast car. And he was, he, he adapted really well. William Byron was really fast early on, worked his way up the second, at the end of the, the first stage. And, Um, He kind of had some some had some issues towards the latter part of stage two that sent him back, and he slowly worked his way back up to like sixth. Um, You had a lot of comers and goers. I mean, Ryan Newman had a good day, Um, and some of the stuff. Where did Ryan Blaney finish? Like eighth. Eighth. He finished 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 eighth. eighth. Yeah, his car was destroyed.
0: Yeah, oh, so the left rear quarter panel was gone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> completely thrashed. You could see the whole um wheel, like the wheel well and everything under there. You thought he would have finished like 34th or something, right? <laughs> it was insane. He got a lot of praise for that. I feel like I saw many, many reposts of his car. Like, wow, look at Ryan go, or this is impressive, or you know, something along those lines. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, the guys we thought would be good still were good. Um, they just had issues, you know. Yeah. Um, even like some of the guys that. Um I expected to be good were like Reddick and um Bubba and some of those guys and they were good. Uh they just had well Reddick finished okay. Bubba had his flat tire. Um that I don't know. I was I was surprised to not see a caution come out there. What did what was your
0: I thought surely there was gonna be a caution. Like like they definitely wasn't I mean I from what I could tell, was not an intentional Spin right. or anything, but <laughs> and the tire came out, I'm like, much. <laughs> I'm like, uh, we threw a caution for Kyle Bush at a mile and a half track where he spun on the apron, but we're not gonna throw a, a caution at a half mile dirt track that we haven't done this in 50 years. <laughs> Hello,
1: yeah, that was uh, that was definitely surprising.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. it pissed me off so much. Like, he went from running like top 10 to Iron Know where he finished. Yeah, I think he he's, like, two like laps down or
1: something like that.
0: Yeah, he's 27th. Yep, 27th and two laps down. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Ugh. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's not been the start to the season that they were hoping for. Um,
0: well, it, that's the sucky I would... part, is that the results don't show how the prog- the progression the they've progress. made. The progress. Yeah. yeah, that they've made. That's the downside. Yeah um, um Stuart Friesen freeson finished 23rd
1: <laughs> good for him <laughs> yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of neat things neat storylines within this race um quinn Huff finished 25th good for him
0: he might as well have won the daytona 500
1: for real yeah he beat ty Dillon.
0: <laughs> uh-huh who's
1: good who's he has dirt experience austin Dillon being out to lunch all race was a surprise he was one of the ones he was a lot of people had him as their dark horse pick to win. Yeah, because of his I mean, he won at Bristol the week before and um, in some car like a late model or something like that. So he's has experience on dirt and um, just wasn't meant to be and things like that. So uh, but yeah, on the whole, I mean, I I I didn't hate the idea. I, I didn't I wasn't a huge fan of the idea at first, No, but I didn't hate it as much as I thought um we got the prediction from dale earnhardt jr this morning that in five years from now or 10 years from now um, both bristol races will be run on dirt oh so
0: i don't like that
1: well uh, uh,
0: unless you bring back north Wilkesboro,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which is being into that that well it's not i don't know there's they're not finished with it it's kind of i need to go listen to the 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 download the Dale junior download report.
0: oh is that what they talk about okay I yeah knew, Marcus Smith was on it um, okay
1: and he but the the quote said was that he they haven't given up on it like they have desires for it um and it you know there's i don't just the fact that there's an infrastructure there already of a racetrack means that while I know it would be expensive to like a lot of those buildings need to be tore down and have you ever been rebuilt. there built I've driven past it I haven't been able to get out i mean it's
0: around. it sits in like someone's field, like picture. How do I explain this? Okay, you've been to my parents' house. Yes, you know the field, like like to the left or right, the of the of like their property, like it's just open.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Think that, and then put a racetrack behind like a berm, mm-hmm. and like and then beyond that berm is like this a massive racetrack. That's exactly how Wilkesboro <laughs> sits. Like it's so like when we went how however many years ago that was uh twenty fourteen like seven years ago something like that Mm -hmm. that's how it was like we're driving we're like where are we (laughs) and then all of a sudden you come to like these people's like houses and you're like you see the Winston Cup building you're like there it is and it's Mm -hmm. literally like in the back of a field so with that in mind and then the infrastructure that has to be built around that you know parking new buildings for you name it like i don't even know where the closest hotels are i guess it would be wake forest no no no, 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 no that, that's, that's sorry <laughs> i'm the worst with with north carolina yeah yeah i know um north yeah. here i do <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know yeah um so yeah, so yeah. that's what i think about like i mean martinsville is almost sad because you have to literally go like way into the town of Martinsville to find a hotel. It's not like across the street, like many other racetrack or a few other racetracks. Um, so wilkes Yeah.
1: To be fair for, for, for Nick there that, um, he, he Winston-Salem is the closest big city, which Uh, is too far away. And that is where Wake Forest is, because Wake Forest University moved away from Wake Forest.
0: That's my argument. <laughs>
1: yeah. So good job. That's. I'll give that, I'll give you credit for that. Um, yeah. As a fun fact, Wake Forest was started in Wake Forest, and then they moved out to Winston Salem for some reason, but kept the name Wake Forest. And the old Wake Forest University is now Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Which oh. I attended. So. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, there's this the the little, nine, cruddy little nine hole golf course that's really small and um, really cheap. Is the golf course that was Arnold Palmer's home course when he was a student? Oh, at that's so, fun. Yeah, that was fun. So, well, but yeah, <sighs> the, the speedway backs right up to 421. Which yes, is it the does. Road. I've been on a number of times over the years. So,
0: it's such a cool spot. I think they're they've cracked down a little bit on security there as far as people sneaking in and walking around like we did
1: right yeah but
0: it's very very cool and just tons of uh this history that you're walking around and it's really cool my brother-in-law yeah. my brother-in-law has made a good he's I mean, i'll never forget this comment because he's i went with him and my dad and he was like can you imagine like we're like under and like in the garage somewhere and he goes can you imagine who's like stood here smoking a cigarette looking at their race car <laughs> and i was like wow that's <laughs> yeah. Why is that so profound?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh it would be amazing to have it. I mean, it would do wonders for the economy in that area. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. If you guys haven't had time to kind of read the, um, find a place to read, just search articles about North, North Wilkesboro speedway. And you'll find just how important the track was. And those race weekends were to, um, to Wilkesboro and that area. So, um, Yeah, we'd absolutely love to see them get back there and bring the fairgrounds back. You know, I think there we could see this return to some more of the short tracks. Um, NASCAR wants to work that way, obviously. But uh, Mm -hmm. part of it is it being the right place in the right situation. I I mean, I'd give up a a race at Charlotte for, Uh. you know, for. North Wilkesboro to be back. Um, yeah. That's the shocking
0: so, thing is the second like second dates added to Atlanta.
1: Right. I like yeah, it Oh. But I do too, but yeah, gladly take one of those dates and give it to North Wilkesboro in a heartbeat. Oh in a heartbeat, yeah. Yeah. Vegas, um, Texas. <laughs> yeah. Nashville Super Speedway can go to the fairgrounds.
0: It it probably will.
1: Yeah. Um so there's
0: a lot of inner workings we know nothing about, I'm sure.
1: Exactly exactly i'm okay with
0: not knowing (laughs) yeah to a degree but
1: but i think just the way you know you really see like dale dale earnhardt jr's influence on nascar it's incredible
0: it's so good Mm -hmm. because he really is like the people's champ if you will right like when he
1: says something people listen and usually agree mm with it yeah you know um he has a good grasp he has he has an excellent um finger on both the history of NASCAR and the direction it's going yeah and that's makes him like invaluable to the sport i
0: can't remember if it was um um Brett Griffin or Mike Davis who said it i think it was Brett cuz it was a little it was a little too snarky for for Mike um but he was talking about when junior uh, had the meeting with the mayor of Nashville alongside Mar- uh, Marcus Smith for the fairgrounds to be you know to move forward in the process of it being uh rebuilt if you will. And Brett Griffin was like talking about Junior's influence and saying, you know, w- you know Junior was at this meeting. Was he at the meeting with Dover International talking to the mayor about the Nashville Super Speedway? No, no he wasn't. So he knew though Junior knows the fans want to go To the fairgrounds, not the super speedway. I was like, very true. Like, even so much so, I didn't even look for tickets for the super speedway race. Until, like, three weeks ago. And they're just astronomical. People are reselling them for so much money. I'm like, I don't want to go. Right. Which is sad, but I was just like, eh. I'll wait. I'll wait.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of... Like, it's nice to get something in the the area. Oh,
0: 100%.
1: But I also hope it doesn't, like like it could hurt NASCAR in Nashville too. Oh, have absolutely. A bad race right away. Yes. And people be like, "Oh, this was the this was it." And when really it needs to be the fairgrounds cuz that's the racing will be so much better there. Yeah. Um
0: so. it'll probably be like two things where one the turnout of fans and then yes, the other thing is the racing product itself. Um so I can't really complain too much if they decide not to come back since I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> right um, um but I am going to the music city Grand Prix so
1: that's gonna be sweet <laughs> yes that's gonna be so sweet um yeah and speaking of uh, grand Prix we had the uh formula one beginning this opener
0: past did you watch it yep
1: I did um I was able to watch it the replay of it uh, s- uh Monday morning
0: yeah me too that's how I started yeah. my day I literally yeah. was like cup of coffee pj's formula one it's pretty much the same it was amazing a cup of coffee, oh okay, that makes sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> now I was um I had two thoughts on it, one, I loved it, but two, I was a little and this is probably just a little cynical, but a little let down by hearing everyone saying it was a gr- like oh my gosh, like it was amazing, and it was it was fun mainly because crafty. Is such a great commentator. He can make, you know, an oh, ant yeah. an ant crawling across the track the most exciting <laughs> thing you ever saw in your life. Um, but I was expecting like some insane wrecks or something in the middle and it just never really happened. And that was okay. I mean, there were still a lot of battles that were happening in the mid pack and and lots of pit strategy. I love when yes. the cars come into the pits more than once. Um, and I think this is sounds so weird. I think I love seeing those pit crews mess up and the fact of it's so incredible when they can do a, you know, like Red Bull can do a sub two second pit stop. And then when one wheel messes up, they lose like a second and it's the end of the world. Like if you lose a second in an NASCAR pit stop, like, yeah, I mean, a second's pretty substantial, but it's not like, it's not going to end your day per se, but you lose a second or more in a pit stop, for formula one that could be day ending yeah for sure and i just i don't know that that drama is very just intriguing to me for some reason
1: yeah and it was it was just interesting watching like the decisions and i mean part of it too was you had the um hamilton was working on the short pitting all all the race and that's ultimately what, what won them the race but there was still the the having to hold on to it at the end, you know, Verstappen got to within a second of it uh. at the end there and, uh, was able to use the, uh, uh, the, the thing that makes the thing on the car go down. So it goes faster. DRS. <laughs> That's it. <Thank> you. <laughs> the thing on the thing of the car, the, the that thing makes that go, go fast <laughs> <laughs> makes it do the um, thing. <laughs> right. The, uh, it was, you know, got good there. And, um, they, they, dominated i mean botas had his pit issue um but still was able to come away third you know i feel so bad for him
0: him. (laughs) i feel so bad for him i'm just like do you want to be here like i know he wants to be there but like do you want to be in a mercedes or would you rather be somewhere else (laughs) right (laughs) yeah Uh, but yeah overall great ending to, to to the race um uh, I love and hate that Max had, like, he gave back the position after he passed Hamilton and the uh, the spot they said, don't go over one of the words. This is when 11 o'clock kicks in. Right. Uh, help. Out of bounds. Track yeah. limits. He went past the track limits.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the stewards were basically saying, hey, don't do that. So right. they gave he gave back the position. Uh, surely I thought he was going to get back by Lewis, and I can't believe Lewis was able to was able to hold him off with ten lap older tires.
1: I know that was the yeah. It was there was a, the like the trade offs of I couldn't believe that Verstappen was they were letting Hamilton do what he was doing and get that big of a gap. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was I got it because they were going for the older tires. It just really speaks to lewis's skill <laughs> oh <laughs> you know? he's just so
0: good you can't deny it yeah he's just yeah. incredible and i love his um not really crew chief but i guess you can call him it's not really team boss because toto is his team boss whatever yeah. the guys i can't remember his name bono um he every time lewis wins he goes get in there lewis I'm almost like <laughs> it's, i don't know it's just really fun to hear it um even though it's like oh lewis won again <laughs>
1: yeah speaking of the the most i am convinced that the the calmest voice in the history of the history is um or the calmest phrase in the history of history combined with the calm the like the voice you following me <laughs> i think so <laughs> is, is the phrase that says understood max oh <laughs> we will when
0: christian horner says it i yes. think it's christian horner that says it. he's like yeah he's like he's like he'll like max will just be like and then understood max <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> and it's just like like it just makes me feel like calm uh-huh. like i'm just like everything's gonna be all right yeah <laughs>
0: those guys are so good at keeping their driver for the most part. like from what we hear like just chill and relax because they know that if they're heated they'll just get their driver more heated and then they won't have a good result switch to NASCAR. That happens for a little bit until the crew chief is just fed up with his driver and, like, you know, is snarky right back to him. or And he also has the spotter who might be doing the same thing. And it just turns into this, like, (laughs) And you don't really get that with the Formula One guys.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah, Understood, Max. Yeah, it's so (laughs) funny. And it's just like, yeah, then, uh, yeah, so I think it, it does seem like, uh, so far that red bull has the speed to keep up with mercedes they do. So hopefully that uh that keeps going throughout the year uh, it was cool to see perez get managed to work with yes. back at the fifth too after his having his car die on him and having to start on pit road and dead last um it didn't last very long because uh Ma- Mazepin, you know, flew off the track as soon Ugh, as he could. Everyone,
0: <laughs> <laughs> as as he could. everyone hates me. I'm out of here. Oh man, that was, everyone, everyone was just like, oh, another Haas goes off for like out of the frame. Oh, he is a plume of dust. Where did he go? It was yeah. self-inflicting. Just lost, yep. lost the rear, spun out.
1: Yeah, it was because uh, Max or uh, Mick Schumacher did pretty much the same thing, but he yeah. like, didn't wreck himself and managed to hold on to keep it going and finish you know the last car running in 16th but yeah uh, it's gonna be still. painful
0: for for Haas this year because they didn't do any upgrades in the off season. they wanted to save all their money for next year's car new car mm-hmm. so it's gonna be I think Williams might beat them
1: uh yeah it wouldn't surprise me yeah um,
0: so. so they'll beat them with zero points
1: so <laughs> <laughs> well, oh i think george russell's gonna get into the points oh he'll get
0: he'll get something I, yeah. he better
1: yeah so. he'll
0: probably he'll he'll get some points this year and then botas will be out of the 70s or out of the mercedes and george will take his place
1: mm-hmm. that's my prediction but yeah there's <laughs> there was a lot of really entertaining racing throughout the field i think oh, there was yeah. one time with like uh Raikkonen and vettel and um what was it Oh, um, Gio-
0: was it Giovinazzi?
1: It was Giovinazzi, yeah. And they kind of like were, they kind of all switched positions a few times. Um, oh, that battle. No, that was, um, yeah. that was, um. Oh, that was Alonso and, um. Yeah, because it was Alpine. Alonso, I, Vettel, and. And,
0: Raik- and I think Raikkonen. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> kinda- it was back and forth, all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, that was really great. Also, yeah, so welcome was- back, Alonso.
1: Yep it's pretty cool um yeah, he got a dnf but that's fine yeah it's fine he's <laughs> race yeah, for alpine so yeah you know. <laughs> now, we, now we gotta wait
0: three more weeks <laughs> yeah. for another race which I, I was mad but i'm not mad because it's fine It'll be good next mm-hmm. next next week is easter won't be any motorsports so we'll check on each other right <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I'm sweating. I don't know what to do. I pulled out my diecast and started just going around in circles with my cars.
1: <laughs>
0: I'll just pull up the Xbox and play. That's. Rough. I
1: actually, I just got an Xbox. Did you really? Yeah, I got the Series S. The oh, sick. One.
0: What games did you get?
1: Uh, I haven't. I got the. I downloaded the Game Pass thing. So, oh yeah, let me know yeah. how that goes. Yeah, I mean it's. I I was downloading. I downloaded like a Rocket League. Um, oh fun. And then uh, I was downloading Madden. Um, nice, but then it, it was taking a while, so I was like, "I'll do this." It's t- yeah, it takes a while. <laughs>
0: yeah, Lulu suggested I should do that. She goes, "You should get this." And I was like,
1: "Yeah."
0: I don't know why I said no.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I haven't had a like a relevant game system in like since like 2007. I was gonna say. <laughs> so um, I had a few friends that were like hey you should get it and i was like okay okay uh, and then, uh, so i bought it and then immediately had car issues so i was like uh. <laughs> oh no
0: your your um that's not your explorer you haven't had that in a while
1: no yeah it's the uh hyundai accident.
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's,
1: it's having transmission issues um so I'm, I'm having to make a decision of am i gonna pay for the the transmission to be replaced or am i gonna look elsewhere for vehicle options and Gotcha. So in the meantime, I'm just going places without being able to go into the high gear. So no interstates for me. <laughs> oh no,
0: that's terrible.
1: But yeah, uh, you know, it makes the drives longer, and I get to enjoy some music and uh, there you go, you know, podcasts and stuff like that. There you more. go. So yeah, on the
0: <laughs> <laughs> look at look at the bright side of it. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> well, do you have any uh, play on yellow card, red cards for us?
1: Yeah, we got a, a couple uh, couple things here. Play on yellow card, red card. I will uh, talk about or mention something that happened in the world, and Nick, if he uh, likes it, uh, has uh, he'll give it a, a play on. If he um, is conflicted about it, yellow card. If he, he hates it, uh, dislikes it, red card. Uh, so we'll start off. We'll stay in the racing world. Uh, going back to Atlanta, where Josh said Atlanta would be a boring weekend, we had Noah Gregson and daniel Hemrick get into a fight over pit road (laughs) kerfuffle.
0: play on play on it's great entertainment regardless of who's right who's wrong was it on purpose was it not uh that could be a podcast in and of itself uh yeah play on it's it's great to see it especially when harrison burton gave a fist bump to daniel (laughs) Hemrick.
1: (laughs) yeah that was my favorite moment um of that whole thing was, I mean, it was fun. I, I also enjoyed that the the history we have over the years of Martin Truex Jr. interviews being interrupted by. Oh phones. my gosh, so funny! <laughs> He's
0: just like, yeah, it was a good win, and uh, you could like see him looking over at the screen like, oh, something else is going on that's <laughs> taking all of my thunder.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's just, I yeah, like you said, we could there could be debates over whether it was intentional or whatnot or things like that. Um, and there's been plenty of racing podcasts that did debate it last week. Um, Noah did the smart thing of not admitting to anything if there was something. Um, but ultimately, yeah, entertainment level is high. Uh, next up, talking about my Buffalo Sabres, they blew a three-nothing third-period lead to extend their winless streak to 18 games. Play on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Only because these are the type of records that I—I I feel like most sports fans are just like, well, at this point, I might as well just, you know, keep going. I mean, you're 18.
1: I mean, was it three to nothing going into the third period?
0: Yes. Yes. Oh
1: man! And it wasn't. It was like three nothing going in the third period, and the Sabers were the far superior team. Oh! <laughs> and then it just it became three one. You are like, oh okay, it's still fine. And then it became three two. Like, oh! And then the Sabers had like a two on one for an empty net. And, like, the puck got slightly ahead of the guy, and he, like, dove and swatted it towards the goal, and it just trickled wide. And, like, 15 seconds later, it was tied at three. Oh, man. Like, Come on, guys.
0: There's <laughs> nothing more humiliating than when they pull a goalie. Like, the other team pulls a goalie, and they score on you. Yeah. For me, it's, like, ugh, like it's it's awesome because it's, it's rare for the most right. part, but it's awesome to see it.
1: Yeah, so 18 games. It's an 18-game winless streak, not losing streak, because apparently overtime losses and shootout losses count as not losses to the NHL. Because uh-huh. the NHL is kind of stupid um, <laughs> with things like that, um, and their penalty situation. Um, oh, I had that one. Uh, Tim Peel gets fired after admitting that he wanted to call a penalty early on Nashville in the second period to even things up.
0: <sighs> red card on the NHL. Yeah, because they know this crap has happened like you told me and after I did a little bit more digging, that this is something they this is a product they made. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, to to keep it balanced. So I mean, red card on Tim for having his mic hot, but I mean, also red card on NHL for just creating this Kind of system. I mean, was it shot? Like, does it bum me out that he was looking for anything to call? To call, yeah. But it's just like, I mean, it's what they try to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the NHL talks about game management, and they want like the NHL is about keeping things as they they really are focused on the entertainment. Like, all sports leagues are focused on entertainment, right? Right. Um, But they go about it in different ways, and the NHL just seems to go about it in the dumbest ways possible. For instance, um, you know, NASCAR is trying to keep the cars closer together because more racing, more entertainment. NBA accentuates their superstars. You know, they're all about driving that superstar status level and it draws people in to watch nfl right now it's about high scoring games protecting the quarterbacks so the quarterbacks can throw score points all that stuff um and and nhl wants to keep the games close they have this loser point system in hockey so that if you get to overtime you at least get a point and that's all about making the playoff battle like last until the very last week of the season So you still have teams in the mix, even if they're not a very good hockey team. Um, And the other thing that the NHL does is they try and do this by managing penalties. And so if a team has the lead in the third period, they're they're much less likely to get a penalty called against them than the team that's behind. Also, likewise, if a team has had two penalties called against them, the other team has had one, the team that has one is much more likely to get a penalty in their favor to even things up than the team that has two. And it's more about game management of equaling it up so the game's as close as possible at the end so that people are still vested. And right. that's that's kind of the way the NHL has done it. What the NHL should do is prioritize scoring and their star players. So another thing that's been popping up in hockey this last couple weeks has been just videos of... So the, the most exciting player in the NHL is Connor McDavid. His speed yeah. is incredible. Um, he's got a great shot. Like, everything about him is wonderful to watch, highly entertaining. But there's these videos of him, like, and this is just the history of the NHL. Insert whatever play you want. Ovechkin, Crosby, um, you know, that's this has been the NHL since the 90s. There's videos of them just getting cross-checked, held down, like, when they don't have the puck interfered with like crazy, hit at every opportunity. Yeah. Um, and that's all part of the NHL game plan, the defensive thing of keeping hitting them, keeping them off their game, doing what you gotta do. But if the NHL enforced their rule book more and actually called penalties when there was penalties, these players wouldn't do that to these star players as much more. And then you'd have more opportunities of Connor McDavid doing incredible Connor McDavid things where he steals the puck bounces it off the boards, spins around the guy, has a two on one, <laughs> is looking at his teammate the whole way and fires it top shelf past the goalie. <laughs> like that's the stuff people wanna see, you know? And you
0: start seeing something from the Mighty Ducks where he's just <laughs> skipping it on the stick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the exactly like the Sveshnikov pulling the Michigan and all that stuff and all this like you hockey would do better if the games were ending five to three and the star players were doing wicked cool things right but the nhl is all about game management keeping things as close as possible so that fans are invested as long as possible and part of the way they do that is by not calling penalties because they want the refs to keep penalties close so that everybody has the same opportunity so the score stays as close as possible and i think it's bad for the sport
0: i mean if you did this in the nfl that if it was known that would be terrible for the sport. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine, like, well, we're just going to call interference on this guy just because... That's how right. I feel about that's how I feel about holding. I feel like... Yeah. Because it happens every play. It's like, well, that was worse than last time, so I'll call this one. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just on the whole, it was just a weird situation with, with, with Tim Peel. And...
1: Yeah. Yeah, I hate it slightly for him because he was retiring at the end of the season. Yeah, that like, he was... Uh... Like, looking at four more weeks of his career and didn't get to end end it the way he'd want but you know it was also he made a terrible mistake and got caught and that's really the big deal with it um, yeah so it's just frustrating Uh, alright final one with the play on yellow card red card Uh, US soccer loses to Honduras and misses the Olympics for the third straight time
0: we did? yep I missed this completely are you serious?
1: Yes, and it was um, Ochoa, the goalie, had one of USA was down one nothing to Honduras. 46 minutes, so just beginning of the second half. He has the ball played back to him, and he puts it right on the foot of a guy for Honduras, who just passes it into the goal. Um, and US ended up losing two to one, and it was just extremely frustrating. Um, it's another match or year, especially this would have been especially cool because. Polisic would have been able to play in the uh, Olympics, potentially, depending on what Chelsea did. Uh, but, um, you know, he wasn't... Polisic wasn't playing in this match. It's it's weird. Well, The Olympics are so weird because it's like a U23 team, but you're allowed to have, like, two players that are over the age of 23, but they also don't play, like, their best players. Like, right. Christian Polisic wasn't in it, Weston McKinney, like, all those guys that would have easily able to crush Honduras. Like all of them were playing with the big, the big team, which I know they're prepping for the World Cup qualifiers later this year. I uh-huh. mean, I've, yeah. So World we'll Cup, and look, I keep switching those. So I get it, but it's just—I don't know. It's just a weird system to me that I would have thought maybe bring at least a few of those guys in to say, "Hey, let's make sure we beat Honduras." And,
0: it's always like these random it. teams. Like mm-hmm. it's never Mexico. It's always Mexico.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know if Mexico. So the way it worked is, Mexico was playing somebody um, to make get the World Cup berth, and the USA was playing Honduras mm. to get the World Cup ber- or sorry, Olympics. I got you. Um, and uh, they they um, USA lost and didn't make it. And, um, <clears throat> Mexico. I still don't know. Uh, the U.S. missed the Olympics due to arrogance, says former Mexico assistant coach. <laughs> wow. <laughs> which is and uh, the point he's making is they they went out there and they didn't bring Christian Pulisic, Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney and Sergio De- Sergio Dents best. Which mm. you put those guys out on that team, they're not losing to Honduras, probably. right? They're probably beating them pretty handily.
0: Um, it's all right. So. We'll just we'll just we'll just save all of our eggs, whatever the phrases for the world cup and we'll make it and it'll be great. And we won't even care about the Olympics.
1: Exactly. All our Easter eggs are going to the Easter bunny and the world cup.
0: Yes. Hop, hop, hop. <laughs> uh, well, is that all you have? yeppers All right. Well, speaking of soccer, we'll jump into this real fast. Uh, it was announced today that, uh, Sergio Aguero will not be returning to Manchester city. After the 2021 season, I feel like this is just a matter of time. Every transfer window, I was just expecting this to happen, and it finally has. Um, even though we're not in transfer window right now, but it will, we will be in a matter of a few months. Um, So, with, you know, when someone who's been at your club since 2011... Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's right, yeah. You know, sensations arise, and all these wonderful stats arise. So I'm going to read a few of them to you. So six times, Aguero hit 20 or more goals in the Premier League, including five straight seasons from 2014-15 to to 2018-19, which is crazy. Five times, Aguero eclipsed the 30-goal mark in all competitions, having come up one goal short of 30 in 2015-2016. Uh, Two times he failed to reach the 25-goal mark in all competitions, which was just last season. He has four Premier League titles, five League Cups, and one FA Cup win, and also 257 goals scored in 384 appearances thus far, with 181 of those goals coming from the Premier League, which is at a rate of .67 goals a game. Which saw him score a goal on average every 16 minutes he spent on the field. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot more, but that's what I have in front of me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as, as someone who, I mean, I, what year did we did you and I decide that we both really started watching soccer? Twenty fourteen, thirteen, fourteen, 14? somewhere 13, in there, fourteen around there, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. So Aguero is a household household name here to a degree and right he's just always been around and you just you know he started every game and when he didn't it's usually because he was injured and then these last couple year seasons it's kind of felt like oh he's not starting oh he's not even he's not even on the uh bench like he's not even substitute like what's going on and it's just been a lot going on with him and 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 just city just in a crazy i mean essentially almost a rebuilding year where we thought well we're not gonna do well to hey we're probably gonna win the title again which (laughs) i am all for uh so yeah just um pretty crazy that he's not coming back but totally understand no idea where he's gonna go i think the athletic put out a article today of top 10 teams i think he'll go I have yet to read it but um as a city fan wish him all the best and um thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for basically 10 years
1: yeah that's all i got yeah he was he was always like super fun to watch um you know he's obviously getting older and um i think
0: he's 33 yeah yeah
1: it's a but yeah definitely Always a, a favorite of mine when watching city to get to see him um, do what he was doing. So, but yeah, and then we'll, we'll get to go out on top with a, another title. So. Uh-huh. so that's very cool. Um, Too bad. he could get yeah. a
0: champions league. I mean, he yeah. might, he might. Yeah, right. that's true.
1: Right. Um I forgot. Yeah, I, 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 <coughs> sorry. I, got... I was just going to say the EPL's off. It's been international play uh, U S soccer looked very good over the weekend in the not under 23s. <laughs> 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 they beat Northern Ireland, uh, two to one. And, um, also took down Jamaica four to one. So, uh, a couple of, of good victories. I think Northern Ireland is pretty close to them in the world rankings, mm. but I could be wrong with that. Um, so we'll find out here momentarily if Josh is wrong with that. <laughs> Please tell us. USA is ranked 22nd and Northern Ireland is not close to them. <laughs> Northern Ireland's 45th. Oh so gosh. 20 off. 20 some 23 off. Well but, that makes uh, you feel better. Yeah. Um, so a couple of good wins for them, um, beating teams that mm-hmm. I guess it should have beat. Jamaica's ranked 47th in the world. So, um, so yeah, good, uh, good weekend for us men's soccer outside of the Olympic <laughs> <undertaking>. failure. Right.
0: <laughs> it's okay. I don't know how many people are going to care about this year's Olympics. Oh, they might care. They might bring the whole world together.
1: Uh, yeah, it might, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it, that is it. I guess you can't say that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I, I could become the president of the country. Uh,
0: yeah, I think, I, uh, well, I'm pretty sure anyone could. I was really, I am going to say this at the end of uh, Play on Yellow Card, Red Card. I was really hoping for a container ship gets stuck
1: in the Suez
0: Canal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, play on for full, the memes play
0: on for the, oh so many memes so many they freed it i think they freed it
1: yeah they got it out yesterday I think, oh the, so. the,
0: the the my favorite meme i posted morning. i posted it on instagram today uh i have to find it hang on hang on hang on it's really funny i think it's funny
1: oh it, the atlanta thrashers one no or, uh, who no me
0: that? Do no i didn't send you that one um, I well, wow, I haven't heard that name in forever. Um, no, it's a dude with sign. If you don't follow him on Instagram, follow him. Oh, yeah. He says, "Too late for a Suez Canal sign, or has that ship sailed?" <laughs> and I was like, "Dad joke. That's a that's a good one.
1: That's a very good one." Yeah, there was a a tweet, um, and Andy sent it to me earlier about uh, that if um, they. Uh, They should have said the ship was from Atlanta because the NHL would have done everything in its power to move it somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Oh,
0: that's good stuff. But, yeah. (sighs) Well, I'm tired.
1: Yeah. um, I have one little thing. It's not in the rant thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, go for it. have, Have you watched Ted Lasso? Nope. Do you know what Ted Lasso is? Nope. Okay, so Ted Lasso started when the when NBC got the Premier League uh, and they were starting to advertise for it back in those glory days of all the games being like on all the networks.
0: When <laughs> um, you could just turn on the TV and it was there.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. The uh, they would do these commercials where they were kind of using it to kind of teach Americans about soccer. And so Jason Sudeikis played this character, Ted Lasso, who is an American football. coach. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah and talking he would about. like, yeah. And he would say stuff like he'd mispronounce Lester and he would say stuff like, you know, we're going to go out there and we're going to do our best for all four quarters and two halves. Huh? <laughs> and like, we're going to go out there and we're gonna do our best win, win or lose or tie what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, but anyway, they made it into a TV show on Apple TV. Um, and it's the same premise. The basic premise of it is a woman, uh, in the divorce settlement gets the The premier league team it's a fictional team Mm -hmm. um and out of spite for her husband she wants to basically destroy the team um so she goes out of her way to hire an american football coach to come in to basically ruin it um and what ends up happening is it's you know there's i won't spoil anything with the show but it ends up becoming much more a show about like his relationships with the players. Mm -hmm. And it really is heavily focused on like leadership and leadership principles and stuff like that. And I'm not even joking when I say it's, it's probably the best TV show that's come out in the last 10 years. Um, it's funny, it's well written, but it's also one of those shows that like you watch it and you just, you want to be a better person. Like you want to be like Ted Lasso from, from (laughs) be like Ted, yeah. And it's it's just phenomenal. So it's it's got 10 episodes. Each episode's like 30 minutes long and it's on Apple TV, um, which I got Apple TV for free for like a year because I bought an Apple product. Yes, you something did like that. Yes, you did. Um, and so <laughs> it's it's one of those things that it's such a good show. And there's so much that you can get from it that I 10 out of 10 recommend, like signing up for the free seven day trial or the five dollars for a month to watch through this show because it's just it's really good um and you'll you'll learn a lot from it and you'll grow as a person from it which <laughs> it's not something you say often Yeah. A TV show and also be thoroughly entertained throughout it um I'll check so this that's out. my that's my recommendation i uh i started uh, watching through the show on a saturday and i finished it sunday night uh wow. <laughs> this was two weekends ago um because it's it's that good um so yeah, uh, I recommend that to you, Nick, and to everyone out there listening. Go check it out. It's really good.
0: Nice. Well, if i have to say is if you're going to check out something, uh, go to Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to music and type in three words, all time low, <laughs> and go to their new single called Once in a Lifetime. It's They're just getting better. I don't know what my newfound love for them is, but I don't know. It's just It's just Wake Up Sunshine, great record. Still listen to it. Listen to it today. Listen to it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Listen to Nothing Personal today. Uh, but Once in a Lifetime, a new single of all time love. If you don't like pop, punk, whatever, probably don't want to listen to it. But <laughs> it's just a good old basic song, but it's just, I don't know. There's just something good about it.
1: Just especially windows spring
0: down springtime man down. yes yeah. yes it was 77 degrees today so i was like all time low window down please <laughs> pollen in my face i don't care
1: yeah <laughs> yeah their music I, like outside of dirty work which only has two good songs on it like yeah. they i just i like listening to them it's, yeah it's fun music it's just fun oh, yes so take
0: nothing to heart and just listen to it
1: yes and then
0: listen to four years Strong.
1: yeah I
0: almost, listened <laughs> I almost listened to that today. I might listen to do it tomorrow.
1: And then listen to not Clyde. I'm not. just kidding. Not really. <laughs> it was so, you know, like every year, you know, there's just something that teenagers just love. Uh-huh. And at the end of the D now weekend, like as they're leaving, they start playing this song and we're like, what is this? It's some like rap song, like some Christian rap song. And we're just super confused. And it's like a one minute and 20 second song called ants in my pants. And we probably listened to it like 40 times Saturday night. And I've probably listened to it another 40 times since, and I've played it for a bunch of people and everybody's response is the same. What is this? This is so dumb. This is stupid. I don't, why are you playing this? And then they go back and they listen to it like 40 (laughs) times.
0: (laughs) I will not listen to this. I will not listen to this. Listen to this.
1: And it's it's just catchy. So uh, it's I don't know who it's by, but it's by Not Clyde. N O T space K L Y D E. This is the artist, and it's the song Ants in My Pants." Oh. And, uh. Yeah, you you need to listen to it, Nick, Okay, you'll you'll be <laughs> like, "This is so dumb," and then you'll be listening to it again later. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so by tomorrow, I'll listen to it at least 10 times.
1: Yep. And
0: tomorrow for me is an hour and 16 minutes. So I'll let you know how that goes.
1: Well, you'd be able to listen to it about 55 times.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, we should probably go before we start really losing it. Yep. Well, folks, uh, we'll probably take next week off since it's an off weekend for the world, really. Uh, And it'll be great. So have a great Easter weekend. And um, for that, I'm
1: Nick. And I'm Josh. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.